0: Episode one hundred and eight, Games Gone Wild. That's a great title, Coach. I like that. It it did.
1: You know, it. uh, The title came to me as I reflected back to when I was twelve years old and I was up late watching TV. You know, any any adult male at this point in their life at one time saw the girls gone wild ads back in the day. Don't deny it. It's true. No, you're all liars if you say you didn't. It's all liars if you say. It's like Games Gone Wild, man. Uh, We didn't get any. We didn't, no one flashed anything this weekend, but there was definitely some, some games and flashes of brilliance for some players for sure, and uh, flashes of disappointment as well.
0: So, oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, it was, I got to say, it was, it was nice to start these playoffs just being able to sit back, relax, uh, and watch a bunch of good football. Uh, there's only one game, honestly, that really wasn't all that great. Um, but uh, being able to sit back watch football and not necessarily have to worry about anything, I you know I got we obviously got a game Saturday that we'll get into later, but uh, yeah, good 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 weekend of football, and yeah, we got we got we got some fun stuff to talk about for sure. What'd you think? Oh, uh,
0: I felt the same, and I know you know we were talking earlier in the weekend, and we we're like, yo, if this is gonna be all the games this this week, I'm kind of you know it was kind of. I'm going to be kind of pissed, and at that time it was the 49ers blowout of the Seahawks, and then what looked to be a Chargers blowout of the Jags, and then that just turned around. So uh, Chargers are going to charge her. They, oh, thank God they did. And then uh, it really turned. All the games were, you know, for the most part, fairly close and pretty exciting. Um, you know, really short of the Monday Night Football game, but uh, we're going to go into each game. We won't sit on it for long because none of them are the Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, and then we're just going to kind of go through our biggest takeaways from the games and we'll go into our predictions for divisional week where the Chiefs are actually going to suit up for the first game of the weekend. So that one will probably break down a little longer and we'll do previews for those games and then we'll uh, get going for next week. And, um, I don't really have any Raiders news, but I will be getting into it um, probably when we talk about what happened with the Bo- the uh, Cowboys and the Bucks. But uh, let's just start it off. Coach, Seahawks 23 49ers 41 what was your biggest takeaway from that game right there
1: uh the biggest takeaway is you know Brock Purdy gets it done and uh you know I'm somebody an analyst said this Uh, another takeaway is that you know Chris McCaffrey is arguably probably one of the best midseason um acquisitions that we've had in a long time at least on the offensive side um you know, Roquan Smith going to the Ravens was huge, too. So, that, but that's obviously on a different side of the ball. I mean, Shanahan's got a great system. There's no doubt about, no doubt about that. I think it's it shows you that, like, hey, maybe you don't want to give a ton of, ton of money to Jimmy Garoppolo because you're looking at what Brock Purdy's doing, and he's, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, and he's, you know, they're now in the divisional round of the playoffs, and I think they're on, like, an eight-game winning streak or something to that extent. Um, But he gets the, do- the job done. He doesn't really make – that many bad choices and he is a rookie so that's gonna happen but you know between McCaffrey Brandon Ayuk uh you know Debo Samuel and that defense with led by Bosa and Wagner and all those boys um it is uh it's unbelievable man they they are they're firing on all cylinders uh Seattle came to play but they just they just they just couldn't hang so my biggest takeaway is that Purdy's getting the job done um I think he can get the job done and, and, and lead him to a Super Bowl where he's going to have to, you know, unfortunately meet Christopher Jones. Uh, but for right now, he's getting the job done. He's making Shanahan look like a genius. And, uh, you know, CMC and the boys are just getting it done. It's it, They're a fun team to watch. Fred I Warner. I want to say Warner. not I don't know why I said Wagner, but Warner, Wagner, same thing. But.
0: That's he just kind of play guy. like Bobby Wagner. So, you know, I'll Yeah, he that. does. Yeah.
1: That's where um, it came from.
0: I respect the comparison. Um, So, yeah, I kind of had the same feelings as you. There was someone that said that Brock Purdy is a spectator, similar to Jimmy G. And I kind of referenced that old Packers game where Jimmy G had like 11 completions, uh, zero touchdowns, 139 yards. And they still won. That was what my definition of a spectator was. Brock Purdy had over 300 yards, completed over, I think he was around 60% of his passes, and had three touchdowns. Um, That's not a spectator. He's operating in the system, and I think if it was anyone else's system, this wouldn't work, and we'd be seeing what we would expect from a rookie last, last pick in the whole draft. Um, And he's not um, elite by any means, and some of his passes were off, and the receivers made it right. It wasn't him being accurate. But he also did have a couple good throws and more so I was impressed with his ability to improvise, um, you know, when the pocket starts to break down um, and things of that nature. So, he, you know, the improvisational skills are things that, you know, I had some issues with the former Raiders quarterback with a, a lack of ability to, to do that. And um, so, yeah, but Brock pretty, but the, the 49ers and the Seahawks defense isn't great, but the Seahawks or the Niners dropped 505 total yards on them offensively. Uh, you really can't, it doesn't matter how much you score at that point when they're dropping that much on you. So uh, that's kind of where I was next game. You and I are going to very much enjoy talking about it is the Jaguars and the chargers chargers are up 27 zero at halftime. They end up losing 31 to 30. The chargers only muster up three points in the entire second half. Uh, Trevor I mean, my main takeaway here is going to be, same thing, kind of with you. Is it's it's kind of like two things. I can't really just take the one. Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions, followed by four touchdowns. Uh, he is lucky that his his defense bailed him out big time. Brandon Staley and his offensive coordinators' lack of adjustments in the second half. Um, I saw in one of the Peyton cast things, Peyton Manning was talking about how people think that halftime adjustments are a real thing. It's really not. Like it's pretty rare for them to make adjustments. But in this circumstance, I kind of think you have to. And um, the other the other takeaway there was well, I'm I'm shocked that Staley wasn't fired, but he kind of did what it sounds like the Bucks are going to do is sacrifice your offensive coordinator to save the head coach. It uh, sounds like you know Braden Staley is staying, which for you and me in the AFC West is fine. Keep him around. The guy clearly has some issues um, with game management. But the Jacksonville defense, which I think is interesting because it's going to pertain to our matchup with you guys later on. Eckler didn't get anything done, and that was, I think, their plan was: we're just going to run out the clock, and we'll give the ball to Eckler and I can't remember the name of Josh Kelly, whatever their other one of their other running backs. And they didn't, they couldn't. And then once they started throwing the ball, they started, you know, misfiring, and it was, you know, unreal that they blew a lead of that proportion. They blew the Raiders out of the water with with a, a blown lead of that that magnitude. So. My, that was my real takeaway was Trevor Lawrence's defense. And then really just the Jacksonville defense in general is my main takeaway. They stepped it up big time. And I will say it. I think I said it last week. I was wrong about Trayvon Walker. He's a machine coach. Arden,
1: Arden key too there, right? Former Red I don't coach. want to talk about Arden key. No. Arden key. So yeah, for me, you know, it's 27 to seven going into halftime. Okay. So <clears throat> the Jaguars got a late touchdown at the end of the first half, which I, I think kind of spurred them. And I, I will actually give a shout out to my buddy here. So I have a good friend who um he was a jag jaguars fan forever and he finally just got fed up with it and we've my friend group has kind of made the the determination that you get like one you get one time where you can switch teams and switch allegiances and he switched allegiance to the chargers funny enough right and uh the chargers then lose to his old team, so it's like is I don't know, it's like your ex girlfriend winning, or I don't know what it is, but um, your re- resiliency by the uh, by, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence they have four turnovers in the first half, four interceptions, and then to whether the defense bails you out or not to to come back and play that strong in the second half, um, I think he missed like maybe like three or four guys, uh, so he was you know his his completion percentage was dramatically up in the um <clears throat> in the second half instead of throwing it to the chargers he, he was actually throwing it to his guys and they're making catches and making plays right. um and you know i, I almost thought man and, and i'll be 100 percent on it, no bullshit once once they scored at the end of the half i was like i don't know i have a feeling that this team could actually come back and do something um and they were able to and uh yeah they made the chargers look um look terrible i i know um uh, who said this uh, Derwin James said he's never had a loss like this. He's never ha- had a feeling yeah. like this before after a football game, I believe uh, it was can't the blame
0: third biggest blown league in NFL history. So he shouldn't yes. have ever had a game like this and he shouldn't yeah. ever have another one.
1: Funny thing. They they came close to beating the chiefs when they were up 28 points against the Colts and the Colts came back and beat them, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, it's about the chargers now. So Right. Yeah, biggest takeaway is the resiliency from uh, Trevor Lawrence and a lot like you, the defense, Arden Key, Trayvon Walker, uh, they, you know, they don't have much help in the secondary, but they were still able to just, can't, can't, I mean, it, it didn't make any sense because I think, you know, the Chargers ran the ball like seven times in the, um, in the second half and with Mike Williams being hurt. Josh Palmer and Keenan Allen just couldn't get the job done. And uh, despite the Jaguars having lackluster secondary help, they were still able to contain them and uh, they were able to get a good win. Good. uh, And I felt, I felt good for the Duval, man. It was a home game. They were going absolutely nuts. Uh, The crowd noise there is absolutely nowhere close to what arrow it is. Oh, that was in my notes for the
0: next game. Yeah. It's a lot louder, right?
1: It's a lot louder. I I did a little preview on that. We could talk about that more later, but, uh, uh great one for the Jaguars you know you gotta now you gotta come to KC baby but we'll talk about that but uh yeah just, just kind of a crazy win but again the Chargers are gonna charge her and that's just the bottom line because Stone Cold so well
0: we uh we probably went a little longer on those first two than I planned on but it's it was like you said it was a wild gone wild weekend um and it's hard to just move on from each game but uh kind of the next one we got coming up was the dolphins and bills. Now I'll, I'll kind of make my analysis quick. The, this was kind of the, you know, before our season started, I picked the, the bills to go to the super bowl against. I don't remember who this second team was, but I knew I, Oh, the Packers. So that one was wrong. Um, but I had the bills winning it. Um, this is the first game that really made, cause you know, you see everyone has off games during the regular season, but for them to be coming back, you know, after, uh, you know, everything with Hamlin and whatnot. Um, I kind of expected to see a stronger performance against the Dolphins who were led by a third string quarterback. So a lot of it is on the Bills defense um and the offense. But, you know, Josh Allen had three turnovers. Things just looked out of whack. Obviously had some bright spots there. You know, they put 34 points on the board, but it made me doubt their ability to stay strong and consistent through the playoffs, which is obviously the hardest part of the whole thing. So that's kind of the, the seed of doubt has been planted with the Bills. That's my main takeaway from, from this game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the bills got lucky. You know, this is this is uh, Josh Allen's up to 30 turnovers this year, including uh, interceptions and and uh, fumbles. So, uh, bad clock management on McDaniel or Mike McDaniel. Yeah, Mike McDaniel and Dolphins. Um, I think if you know Teddy Bridgewater's a quarterback, not even Tua, I think they won that game. Um, I, you know, Dolphins didn't play bad, they just had bad management at the end. I think they could have won. Um, but uh, bill got it done and now, now they got Cincinnati coming in. We'll get to see the rematch of the game that we didn't get to see the conclusion of. So that'll be good to see.
0: I didn't even think about that. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right. Next giants and Vikings. This is our, one of our, well, one, you only got two wrong in our predictions. I got three wrong. This was one that I was fairly confident the Vikings were going to come out with it. Um, but uh, yeah, Vikings, 24 Giants 31. Obviously, we could all go into the Kirk Cousins checkdown on fourth and eight or fourth and eight. Um, you know, classic Kirk Cousins primetime game on the line, <laughs> you throw it five yards short, uh, where you got to be. So, that I mean, that's pretty pretty classic, but I'm gonna go with uh Brian Dayball's coach of the year. That's what I've decided after watching that game he has turned Daniel Jones into a turnover machine into just a machine. Um, he he's, he's hitting his stride and his prime at the perfect time of the season. And for what they have, like that is arguably one of the worst receiver groups in the league. They're, you know, they're, they're just a above like practice squad guys and they're getting Hodges is
1: off the, is off the bills, uh, squad. And, um, it's crazy. Slayton's been great, you know, and yep. you know he's got probably the best one Galloway. they have. No, got that,
0: that's the biggest. St- that's I think that contract is worse than the. uh Um, Kirk that's Albert
1: Haynesworth level. Of oh yeah, there scoring. you go. That's a great it's throwback. Yep. Yeah. It's a throwback. Uh, Giants. I love this game. I love this. I love this Giants team too. And you know, I, I'm gonna shout out Brian Nabal. Great job. But former Chiefs quarterback coach Mike Kafka is doing great. I mean, he, and he is a super hot candidate. He's an offensive coordinator now in, in New York and he's a head coaching candidate and people love him and well-deserved, but yeah, Daniel Jones, as they call him, I think they call him like the white Vic. Um, he's getting the job done, man. And he's, and he's completely turning around. I I didn't want to, the only thing I didn't like about Daniel Jones was that he went to Duke um, being a UConn guy and I Duke all around, but he's gotten the job done. Saquon looks like his old self. Um, that defense is nasty. And we got we previews of picks coming up, but I'm like these Giants to keep rolling.
0: Oh, you do? Oh, that's interesting. That's something we're going to revisit when we get to the predictions. Um, next, Ravens 17, Bengals 24. Obviously, the fumble at the goal line was momentum swing. Everyone saw that, the 98-yard return by uh, the Bengals defense. Really, that was where I thought the – well, we all thought the Ravens were going to take the lead. Um, you know, Bengals returned that for a touchdown – some offensive issues on Joe Burrow's side there. The Ravens' defense is is pretty good. Uh, they, my main takeaway is another O line injury to the Bengals' offensive line. So Jonah Williams is day to day. He's even if he sucks it up and plays this weekend, they're going to be blitzing the hell out of them to get Joe Burrow off of his rocker. And I believe that any game where Burrow is, I think if he's pressured. Is it, or if he's sacked more than four times in a game, then they lose. He's going to get sacked more than four times. So the, the offensive line, which they did a lot of times offseason, trying to build it up to prevent what happened in last year's Super Bowl, I think is going to prevent them from getting to the Super Bowl this year. That it, It's just patchwork at this point. And really by the Bengals' defense bailing them out, they were able to take the Ravens out of the equation. So that was my main takeaway. Another broken O-line for the Bengals. And the Ravens need Lamar Jackson more than Lamar Jackson. He's the Ravens. Those are my two takeaways.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's you can, I think Jonah Williams, right, is out now. Yeah. For the, they said he's um, day-to-day. Angles.
0: He's not, he's not going to play.
1: He's not going to disload Yeah, dislocated kneecap. That's going to be some pay killers for that and a really good brace, but, yeah. you know, ultimately it ultimately comes down to depth. Like, you can revamp your O-line, but if you don't have good quality guys you know, that um, can play multiple positions on that O-line that are, you know, sitting on the bench, then you're it's it's an issue, uh, so yeah, I'll go with that. The O line being um, patchwork at this point, especially going up against the Bills and in, uh, in Buffalo, they're gonna be they're gonna be amped. Um, and then yeah, the Ravens, man, like I, Huntley didn't do a terrible job, but it's uh, this is this goes without saying. It's like I, don't, I really don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, there's I think options for Lamar to come back, and then I think there's options for him to go somewhere else, and you get. You know, a lot for them. So, um, don't know what's gonna happen with that, but uh, you know, another classic, you know, AFC North game, and uh, Ravens just couldn't get it done. I think they, I think they got one playoff win since like 2016. So they, there's an issue there, but they need to figure it out soon. And there's like no, like the crazy thing, and I know I'm, I just talk, and we're, you know, I don't know if we have a time cap for tonight, but like you know, they do the Sunday night football introductions, and it's just like. Mark Andrews and J.K. Dobbins and, like, DeMarcus Robinson. There's, like, no offensive play. I mean, it's insane. You got Sammy Watkins out there, but he is garbage at this point. terrible. Um, Terrible. Uh, But they had
0: had DuVernay and then um, uh, Rashad Bateman, but neither, like, that's like a stretch of a. Wide receiver too, even yeah. Even. Let's
1: not even. It's, it's like
0: it's them and the Giants are could have an arm wrestling match over who is worse receivers, and it's not. Ugh.
1: Yeah, if they don't go all in for DeAndre, I, well, nah, I'm not gonna not gonna go in offseason stuff. Not gonna do it. Stay it's focused. So down. tempting. Stay I, stay open. Open. I know. We're so close. close. We're so. Yep. Close. Let's 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 talk about Cowboys. Let's talk about the Bucks. We we got to keep moving.
0: And this is where I'll make my one tie-in um, with the Raiders. So. This started off as a defensive battle. and I th- It's going to come down to who makes the first mistake, and it didn't take long for the Giants to hit their stride and the Bucks to make a mistake. And it came with a really ugly, um, you know, like kind of like a lob ball from Brady uh, in the end zone. And they, they were just not good. Brady was pissed. You could tell he was definitely thrown off his game. He was scared. He didn't want to get hit. He was having trouble functioning in the pocket. He was misfiring all over the place. You know, he, you know, he had a couple of nice balls and he said, Oh, Mike Evans dropped this one. And he had a nice touchdown to Julio Jones. It was a great catch by Julio Jones. It was a good ball to, to, uh, um, to Mike Evans, but you know, Brady, I think he, he went like 0 for 10 in his first couple of passes, like, it was just really, really ugly ball and they couldn't get the run game going either. So, there's rumors they had originally reported that they fired um, they fired uh, Byron Leftwich, who was a head coaching candidate last year. I guess right now he's not fired, but they're going to examine it. But kind of another example of them trying to keep Todd Bowles around. You know, I think Bruce Aarons stepping down is, is really affecting them. And then Brady's age and his, uh, I won't say lack of enthusiasm, because no one's enthusiastic about getting hit, but his lack of willingness to take a couple hits. Um, which is part of football. Um, but if it's that much of an issue, then don't play anymore, dude. You're, you're 41 or 45, about to be 46. So this, that's my real tie-in is I think it's time for Brady to go. He might not be ready, but it's kind of like ill. It's just not safe at this point. It's time to go. You're not doing anyone else any favors. And this is where I'll tie into my point of points that he is not uh, the Raiders' answer. He would not be going to a team that's any better slated off for him than the Bucks. So uh, offensively, maybe. Defensively, no. We'll put it that way. Um, So I'm just – and we'd only get a year out of him, and there's no guarantees in life or in football, as we know. So uh, that was my takeaway from it, is it's just time for Brady to bounce out, and uh, Fat Mike from the Cowboys gets to keep his job for one more week. But I think that's going to change next week, which we'll talk about. What was your takeaway, Coach? Uh, 31-14.
1: So, yeah, I mean, the Brady thing, I mean, the Brady has been in our lives our entire adolescence up until now watching football, bottom line, right? Fortunately, um, yeah. Fortunately, un- unfortunately for, for us, fortunately for most people we grew up with. But, um, right. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be time to be done. I, the only the only team I could really see him going to and, like, having everything kind of work for what he needs is the 49ers. Um, just because they have a great defense, they got a great offensive line, they got a great offense. You need to have a really good running back. You need to have a good offensive line with depth for Brady to be successful at this point. Um, and the Cowboys play great. You know, if the Cowboys can play that way, and Dak Prescott doesn't make mistakes, and uh, you know the O line, D line, and special teams, special teams has to be better than they were against the Bucks, missing four extra points, making you know Harrison Butker look like a great guy, but. Um, yeah, they, they, they can, I I think they can beat the 49ers. Will that happen? I don't know, but, uh, you know, good win for the Cowboys. And you said like, yeah, McCarthy keeps his job another week. And, uh, God, do I talk about, I'm not gonna talk about Sean Payton. not going to do it. We're just going to go on good win for the Cowboys defense step. How how long is
0: the thing you want to say about Sean Payton?
1: I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it.
0: Um, the temperature was rising with him going to Baltimore just so, he, or not Baltimore, Denver, which you and I do not want. You do not want that.
1: It's it's gonna who knows, man. <laughs> you're so tempted you to just can, go off. I, I could tell, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to you're, temper you're try- I, I know, I know. You're holding the reins back. back, but
0: uh, you know, though, we'll, we'll switch into a topic that you're ready to go off. On. Yes, let's do let's it. Let's get in. So, we're gonna go into divisional predictions. We have four games left for this week. Two games next the week before, and then it's Super Bowl. Um, so let's go into the four games. And our first game of Saturday is the Jags and the Chiefs. The first time you guys met in November, you won 27 17. What's going to happen this week?
1: Uh, it's going to be another dub. Um, you know, the, the Jaguars, uh, you know, I, I appreciate a team they can go out there and, and, and talk some crap and okay. uh, be confident, right? That's what you need to be, um, to, to be successful. I don't want to. Play with no sissy ass motherfuckers. Um, excuse my language there. But anyways, um, I, I get intense about it, okay? So uh, I think the Chiefs will come out. They will be primed and ready to go. Um, you know, they reactivated Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't think he plays. Michael Harmon is not going to play. Um, He's but, definitely uh, not playing? Think, yeah, I'm about 90% sure. Kadarius Tony is going to have a game. I'm telling you this now he, this is his playoffs a shot. I just had this like gut feeling that he's just going to go off. Um, so I'm going to go with a two touchdown, um, advantage for the chiefs. I'm going to go 35, 21. Um, but I think it's a, it's a much more chiefs are going to dominate that game a lot more than what the scores. I mean, 14 points is 14 points, but I think it will feel like a lot more. Um, you know, maybe the, the Jaguars get a garbage time touchdown, but, uh, the whole comment about, oh, I think Jacksonville Stadium was louder than it is at Arrowhead. Like, oh man, that's not going to go over well. That's not going to go over well. And Chiefs fans take things very personally, so I guarantee you, it's going to be sure do even even louder than it than it normally is. Um, you know, uh, Mahomes and the, Kelsey and all those guys are on a mission. Um, there's a lot of new faces from from last year when we from when we lost the lost the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Um, it's they are on a mission. That's all I'm saying. They are they are locked in. They're ready to go. And like I said, I expect at least a two touchdown win, minimum ten points, like they did last time. And uh, they're going to show uh, the Jaguars Jack- who their daddy is. Yeah. Uh, to oh. get that dub. Okay,
0: uh, me yeah, me yeah. I agree with you. Uh, so that comment I obviously had written down because I was pretty um, concerned about that. And even though it's Trevor Lawrence, um, we'll say talking smack, he still said it in a very like passive way. He's just not—he's not, he's not a, a crap talker uh, by any means. Or if he is, he's got—or he thinks he is—he's got to work on it. Um, but the things I'm going to be watching for, you know, Mahomes is probably going to be under a little bit of pressure. You have a decent. Front four coming after him. I'm sure they're going to dial up some blitzes, um, which a lot of people haven't been doing this year because Mahomes thrives under that, but maybe they're trying to have him see another look that he hasn't been used to seeing so much this season. And then uh, Trayvon Walker versus your boy Orlando Brown. I'm curious how that one is going to pan out. You know, He'll be going up against the first pick in the draft. Kid's been looking pretty good. It could spell a little bit of trouble, but you know Mahomes is Mahomes. I think we're going to see an identical score of twenty-seven to seventeen, Chiefs with the win. Next game eight fifteen, Giants versus Eagles. I think it's really easy to say, you know, fly Eagles fly, they're going to win. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm going to say that. I think the Eagles are going to win. I think they kind of dominate in all phases of the game. They're just a step up from the Giants on really every level, even special teams. The receivers are not going up against the terrible Vikings. The Vikings defense is trash. It's 32nd in the league. The Eagles are right up there at the top, possibly one of the best. So they're going to be going against Darius Slay and James Bradbury. They're not going against, you know, the, the makeshift stuff. The Vikings are going and Pat Peterson functioning on his own. The only thing that I'm going to look for really that could, could rattle the Eagles is that defensive line with Dexter Lawrence Um and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is wreaking a lot of havoc. Um, Leonard Williams, obviously, Lane Johnson is probably going to be back for the Eagles' uh, offensive line. But then I really want to see how healthy Jalen Hurts actually is. This much time off from the field does should make people nervous. Um, so uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my my. You're gonna go going to go with your son
1: and fly Eagles. Fly my
0: son's out. favorite team, yes. Yeah. What, what's your take?
1: So I was trying to show you on this. I don't know why I was like – It was so by. bright,
0: I couldn't see anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't see it. Bri- uh, Marlon Humphrey wants to jump on a podcast. So, yeah, what up, dog? Jump on Rating right the Kingdom, even though you have nothing to do with either of our teams. Yeah, but, but
0: come on and talk some smack.
1: Come and talk some smack, uh, especially to the Bengals. Um, I'm going to go with the New York – Football Giants. I'm going to tell you why. Um, You know, third time they're playing him. The Eagles have won two games. It's going to be hard to beat a divisional foe or any team you faced three times in the same year. Um, But I fully have faith that the Giants can get this done. Their defense seems to be just en fuego and on fire. Like you said, with Lawrence, they owe, um, you know, they, they got the pieces. They got a good O-line now. Andrew Thomas, these guys are playing a lot better. Um, I think Daniel Jones uh, has got some confidence. And Saquon Barkley is running the ball like Saquon Barkley can um, and why he was the number two pick. Um, and uh, I got faith in the Giants, man. Giants have always been – I had to pick a team from the East Coast. Um, they were always the team I rolled with, um, and uh, Dayball is just a great coach. He really um, is, and uh, I feel like they are going to go into Philadelphia and lay a, the smackdown and get a, get a win by a touchdown. Wow! Yep, you're
0: feeling confident. A so coach go thats our first. I didn't think we'd have any dissension here. All right, Giants man, coach man G men. All right. Uh, this will be a good one. I think it will be closer than we all think, but I'm still going to roll with, uh, Jalen hurts. So let's look at our 3 PM Eastern time Sunday game Bengals and bills. As I told you that the seed of doubt has been planted. I think that the bills are going to win. I think if they had Von Miller, it would be no question because of the way that this, this Bengals offensive line is looking, um, Josh Allen cannot get three turnovers again. There's a good chance he could because this Bengals defense is pretty solid. But I'm just going to put the – I just think everything is working in favor of the Bills winning, and I would be fine with seeing them win. You know I'm not a big Zach Taylor fan. I have questions about Joe Burrow. I think that they're very efficient, but they did not look great against the Ravens last week. One key that I think could be to winning this game, stop giving the ball to Devin Singletary. I want to see James Cook with 20 plus carries, the magical 20 number. Um, because I think he's just this explosive weapon they have that's been kind of like tempered for a lot of the season. You know, he's getting like seven carries max a game. Um, let's really let James Cook roll with it. He does look like his brother. I see it. Um, give James Cook 20 plus carries and they'll win.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bills too. Um, no, the NFL wants it. The NFL wants that AFC, uh, AFC title game to be in hot Atlanta between the uh between the Chiefs and the Bills. Round two, a fight. And uh I think it happens. I think it's a very close game. Um, but I think you're right about Cook having a big game, and uh the big receiver is gonna have the biggest game for the Bills. You know who's that gonna be, Brendan? Um mm, Dawson Knox. I'm going to go Gabe Davis. Ooh, Gabe Davis. Man, he tore the chiefs last year for like, yes. And then, and then hasn't done anything since. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been okay. Uh, but I'm going to go Gabriel Davis is going to have a massive game. Um, obviously they're going to try and lock. I mean, if you got Eli Apple against you. I could, I could, I could deke Eli Apple. I mean, Demarcus Robinson made him look like if I was playing quarterback out there, um, I might've been a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, he made him look bad. made him look like applesauce. And, uh, I'm going to go with the bills. Nice.
0: Bills. it is, And then our final game Cowboys and 49ers.
1: It's classic nineties football right there.
0: It is. Um, I mean, what I like about a lot of these is all of these teams, I'd say kind of besides the Jags all have very strong fanatical fan bases. And that's like who we want. Like we don't want like the Washington commanders in the playoffs. No one cares. Um, so we have like a very strong group of fan bases here. You know, obviously, like I think Bills and Chiefs rival most of these, but like Eagles fans are insane, um, Cowboys fans are delusional, so they're all over the place. I'm gonna go 49ers, I think the defense will be too much for Dak. I am concerned, I think this will be an amazing test for Brock Purdy because this defense is gonna be, um, you know, Micah Parsons. I don't know how he was unblocked so many times, but Dan Quinn is doing some great things with that defense. And uh, if they do get rid of Big Mike, it might be time to let Dan Quinn, you know, put his throw his hat back in the ring because um, that was a masterclass uh, with what he can do with Micah Parsons. That dude is just an f- absolute freak. So I'm, good, but I am going to go Niners with this. I think the Dak is too inconsistent. Um, you know, Brock Purdy is just a system quarterback, really, but he can do enough. To win, and uh, I think he's going to do it. So I'm going to go Niners uh, over the Cowboys. I think it's going to be very close. I wonder if Brett Maher's. They're keeping him. They're keeping him.
1: They have, they have they have no option to get any other kickers. I think they week. they tried a
0: bunch out, and they were like, "Oh shoot, we got to keep this dude." And uh, that's interesting because then that will put our next our next week with Eagles and Niners, Bills and Chiefs.
1: That's great. That's great. What do you think? Giants and Niners. Um, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go 49ers as well. You I are Dallas. Dallas will keep it close, but ultimately, um, too many weapons between Debo, CMC, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Um, Dallas defense will be tested, but um, the Niners will get the dub.
0: Nice. Well, this is extremely exciting stuff. Um, I think we're probably on two different kind of trajectories this week. You know, you are just getting geared up for. A win, trying to win yourself some tickets, pushing that SeatGeek promo code RTK, Underdog Fantasy make your picks promo code RTK. So you're on that. I'm watching draft stuff every day, nonstop. Because um, and I'm listening, you know, to my usual shows and ESPN, and trying to get Jason Fitz to answer my freaking calls. But uh, besides that, um, come on, Fitz. Yeah, answer the phone, dude.
1: Answer the phone, dog. Um, yeah, dude. You know, uh, still plenty of time. Like I said, to use Underdog hundred dollars you get a hundred dollars big
0: bets on the playoffs. some big
1: bets you know you got free you got four money. games yeah you got free money and you got four games to, to mess around with this weekend so and um so, that's so. just football so if you're a basketball basketball hockey guy you can do that too but uh exactly. football's the name of the game it's america sport and uh yeah we got some great games this weekend i mean it's you know division round of the playoffs so you would hope that but uh yeah, can't wait, man. Saturday is on.
0: I like that you get to find out early. So it's kind of like next, like last weekend is watch the game and then coast and just enjoy it because I think you're going to be mm-hmm. enjoying it. So, yep. And then, uh, yeah, and there we go. Not so, going to be uh, taking any calls at
1: work. I can tell you that much.
0: No, you better nope. better not be. No. Nope. You can, take, you can take the day off if they make the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I think I'm actually off for the Super Bowl. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Not, yep. Believe it or not. Yep. All right.
0: Well, everyone, find us on social media Facebook and Twitter at Raid the Kingdom. Someone had already taken raiding, apparently. Um, But we are out there and uh, hit us up, interact with us, use our promo codes. We love you. Help us out. Help us out as we help you out with amazing content weekly.
1: Who doesn't love the coach?
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) And who doesn't like tolerating me? So there you go. Exactly. All right. We'll see you all next week.
1: Peanut butter and jelly, baby.